Hey, this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Thanks for stopping by. Hello and welcome to the 387th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Look, Sandy, I'm not going to uh, beat around the bush here. I, I say we just get right into it. I think everyone was going to want to hear about the marathon. Yeah. Happy to discuss it. So marathon was last weekend. Um, Chicago marathon, one of the majors. There are six major marathons. This would be my third. Um, it all went down pretty, pretty much as good as it could have, to be honest with you. Uh, showed up on Thursday. We landed Thursday, I want to say early morning, not uh, mid-morning. Got to the hotel in River North uh, area um, across the bridge the on the north side of Millennium Park. Uh, got there at around noonish. We were able to check in, used a free night courtesy of Marriott. Uh, and then we walked like maybe a mile up in uh, to Streeterville. Uh, we grabbed lunch. Uh at this place called Lux Bar. It's pretty nice. Sat outside. And then Carolyn had um, scheduled like a wedding band try-on appointment at this company called Vray or Vrai, B-R-A-I. They have two showrooms, one in New York and one in Chicago. So we went to go try it on. Um, after that, we got caught in the rainstorm. It was like raining really hard on Thursday. So... We were, did you know, just like, hopped into some stores and whatnot, then just uh, made it home. Met up with her parents, who were also seeing Chicago uh, that night. The next morning, uh, we had to swap hotels, and this was going to be the main hotel that I stayed at, which was the Chicago Athletic Association, the CAA, right on Michigan Ave. Uh, it's part of, I think, Hilton's Unbound Collection. Uh, it's really nice. It almost looks like a men's, like an old men's sports club uh, from like the 30s or 40s. All like, you know, wood paneling, all that stuff on the inside. Really good uh, customer service. Um, our friends had uh, met up. Uh, I'm sorry. Our friends had showed up uh, to Chicago and we were going to do the expo together. And so the expo is at, I think they're Clark Center or something. The basically the big expo center. I never know what the expo games are called. So what goes down at the know. expo? Yeah, I don't I don't know who would actually know. Um, but uh, we we showed up, you know. Uh, actually what was interesting was at the hotel um, there was a uh, a little pop up by this brand called Tracksmith. Uh, if you go to tracksmith.com on your side, you'll note that they're like a pretty, like pretty serious, I'll say runners brand. Um, and they had a pop-up and they've been doing these pop-ups for like every major marathon, uh, where they have like custom, like branded gear for that particular major. Um, and so we, uh, we were going to go there. Uh, but when we checked in at the hotel, there was like a line out the door and around the block to get to this place. And so we were like, oh, I don't know if we're going to do it. But then when we were about to head out to the expo, it looked like the line was gone. So we walked right in 
and they had uh, a couple things you could do if you showed them a uh, an official like marathon like entry sort of pass or ticket then they would give you some free goodies I got one for myself and one or two extra for the other people that I knew that were running my the, uh, the other friends um, it included a, a nice branded like Chicago 2022 uh, tote bag and it also included um, a hat by you know that uh it's almost like a half running half cycling brand seal c-i-e-l-e uh i don't think i've heard of it to be honest no okay um they gave you a free branded hat that also had chicago 2022 on it and then uh and then like a banana and then a, a magazine and so i brought those over to the uh, to the expo and met up with our friends and then we spent like two and a half hours at the expo uh well let's see what happened at the expo we picked up our bibs um we uh basically just walked around for like almost three hours just like going into like individual because like people were like selling stuff right yeah so you like check out the vendors and stuff yeah it's a ton of vendors uh did you buy anything so we didn't buy any. Uh, we we bought one thing. We bought these thing, these like little magnets that keep your bib on your shirt. Okay. Um, and so instead of like poking holes in your shirts and like ruining them, you just uh, you just put magnets on the corners, uh, which is like super helpful. So that was like the one thing that we bought. But otherwise, a lot of people were giving like, free samples away of things. Yeah. Uh, and so we we definitely partook in uh, the free samples. Um. And then we got, so by the time we got out of there, it was already like 2.30 and we got a late lunch and then we got some coffee afterward. Uh, this was uh, basically two days before the marathon. So we like, we, uh, after coffee, they like had their own things that they were going to do. And then Carolyn and I, we broke off uh, because we ate lunch so late. We ended up just getting Shake Shack in the hotel uh, for, for dinner. Um, and then the next morning, uh, was the day where I finally was able to get my shakeout run in. So I only ran for about 20 minutes, uh, on the treadmill cause it was raining again. It was like 38 degrees and raining. And this is at the point yep. where I'm like, okay, well I have not packed anything, uh, for, uh, for this weather. And I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. Um, and so that wasn't certainly ideal. Uh, was this the day that you and I also met up for brunch? Sa- it was, right? Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And so you and I, thankfully, were able to meet up. Uh, I think that was a lot a lot of fun to see you, Lena, uh, Gordon. Yep. Uh, the, the food was pretty good, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Gordon and I got yeah. two pancakes. Because, <laughs> yeah, right. honestly, they were much smaller than I was, than I was expecting. But uh, Gordon also eats a lot. So I was like, maybe, yeah. like, when I saw it, I was like, I don't think we're going to get away with this. But he he did. You know, he, he ate some snacks and whatnot beforehand. Uh, so yeah. I thought maybe he would be fine, but turns out nah, nah. So, um, yeah, he we had to break off from from uh, my uh, inner Brazilian self, you know, from uh, when I wasn't eating food very much in, in Brazil, and yeah. uh, <laughs> we had to order another pancake to share uh, between the two of us. But yeah, no, it was good. Yeah, and it was just so good to see I mean, you overall. It's also I mean, we good haven't to just seen see... you since Gordon's birthday party. Like since we Gordon's birthday party right. slash our going away um, party right, right, um, right. back in uh, um, uh, I guess it was the end of July of uh, of twenty twenty one. So yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a it's, it's certainly been a minute. Yeah, 
And so, uh, you know, really excited that we were able to catch up, uh, even if it was really brief, you know? Yeah. Uh, I think that the restaurant did a really good job of, like, keeping in mind everyone's, like, dietary restrictions and whatnot. I thought they did a really good job of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, uh, and so it was good to see you, Elena, and Gordon. Uh, I think Gordon warmed up to Kevin and myself by the end. <laughs> Uh, he he has been on something lately. He's just not sleeping super well a lot. Yeah, I don't know if I'm just like giving him excuses. You know, like you talk about like phases phases and whatnot, but he really has been like um, weird on that end, and so it's been a little bit difficult for him to. It's been it's been a bit difficult for him to like just socialize i guess to to just I don't, I don't know i'm not i'm not sure what the what the right word is that i'm looking for but it's definitely been a little bit awkward at times and so i'm not terribly surprised that he was slow to warm up to you but he <clears throat> he is far from a shy kid and so um i mean also like, like if we if we saw you more frequently right oh yeah, then yeah. I think then he for sure of like, course of course right. but but he when he sees people he usually warms up to people pretty quickly it doesn't really take much for him but like i think i told this story in the podcast last week when when yaron came to and, and visited um super briefly with his fian- uh, fiance with his wife now um a couple weeks ago he didn't want to like hang with them even though he's like asked about them before it's not the first time um that he's like seen them or anything he's asked about them mentioned them especially their dog winston and then uh they were here and he in the he he couldn't even like say hi barely like wave or even like use his voice around them and then like 10 minutes after they left he came upstairs and he was like where's uncle Yaron?" yeah <laughs> i was like dude don't yeah. even know um but yeah no he he yeah it, it, it was overall i mean i i, I didn't you know, it was good for me to see you um, and, yeah. and and Carolyn. So, um, yeah, that's a classic. It's a classic. I don't want to hang out with you, but I want to know that you're near. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and so after that, we went up to because that's when we parted ways. Uh, we went up to Wicker Park. I finally got another beanie. I had sort of lost the beanie uh, from. Uh, Mm-mm-mm. From, from Carhartt. Yep, it was lost. Uh, don't know where it is. Uh, it might be at my parents' place. It might not. Uh, all I know is we thought we were going to find it in the move. We did not find it in the move. And um, so sort of it is what it is. Yep. But uh, they had one. It was only like $20, right? So I don't know why I've been waiting so long to like replace it. <laughs> I, I um, get it. I get it. Yeah, you just think you're going to find it, right? Yeah. And so, so many we places. did that. Yeah. We uh we came back. We were gonna do the architecture tour on the on the river, mm-hmm. yeah, because uh, that would have been a fun thing to like see the city but not be walking around. Yeah, it's uh, nice. But by the time we got back, they like ran out of like tickets or whatever for like this time we wanted to do, uh, because we were gonna I was gonna do uh, like a really early dinner, um, and so we went back to the hotel for a little bit. And then uh, by the time it was like maybe 4.30 or 5, we started to head out for dinner because I think I set dinner for um, for 5.30 or even 5 just so I could like eat but have plenty of time to digest. Right. Uh, and so, you know, dinner was good. It was Italian. Met up with Carolyn's parents. Uh, everyone in the – I don't want to say everyone, but a lot of people in the dining room in the restaurant were like dressed in like marathon gear. And that's the fun thing that I realized – or learned because it's been a long time since I've been at like a 
traveled for a major marathon, it's like that's the one time where everyone who's a runner like basically wears all of their gear from past runs that they've done. Yeah. And so it's like a sort of like a it's almost like going to a football game or like, you know, everyone's going to the Pro Bowl uh, and they're just wearing jerseys of like their favorite team or their favorite race. Uh, and I thought that was a really cool thing to experience and sort of like just remember to like the next time, like when I go to Tokyo, for example, I'm going to want to uh, bring my uh, my actual like running gear because that's what everyone's running or wearing rather to right. all of like the events or like the expo and shit like that. And so it's like, all right, you know, that, that's good to know. It's also fun to be like, oh, you ran this race this year versus that year. Um, these are all the different designs and stuff. So it's like, it's kind of fun to like nerd out about stuff like that. Um, but you know, I was in bed after dinner <laughs> at like of course. nine. Yeah. As you should, um, as you should have been. Yeah. And then, so woke up at like, I only woke up twice at night. Not too bad. I woke up at one thirty. Is that normally like, a problem before, before, yeah, uh, races? It's just jittery. Yeah. Uh, jittery and nerves and all that. And so. I um, woke up once and I was like, all right, not, not, not time yet was easily able to easily fall back asleep, uh, which isn't always the case. So I'm happy I was able to do that. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, woke up at four 45, my alarm was set for five and I was like, all right, well, nice. guess it's time to get up. Yep. Uh, so I just really quickly put my clothing on, uh, went, ran downstairs to the lobby because I, there was a. A message from the hotel saying like hey you know we're excited to cheer on all the runners uh because it's the marathon what we're doing is opening up the lobby uh for all the runners to get coffee tea water granola bars at like 5 a.m nice and so knowing that there's going to be potentially be just massive elevator traffic i was like let me just go as early as possible so i ran downstairs uh picked up um Picked up some food and some coffee, went upstairs, just like slowly like ate it, started like walking around and stretching. And uh, one thing I learned was I didn't, I need to figure out, and this is like the first lesson of the marathon is like, I need to figure out an actual better nutrition um, strategy. I just don't think I ate enough to kick off the race. Now, I don't have to eat like a massive like breakfast buffet, but I just don't think I gave my body nearly enough calories to even begin the day even though i carbo loaded the night before um i've already started to do one thing new and this is going to sound crazy but like i avoid dairy the night before a race uh just so that like the next morning isn't like just uh absolute like chaos on my system yeah Um, doesn't sound crazy to me but yeah continue yeah well i'm only saying it's crazy because it took me like three years like oh i see (laughs) see. right because normally you know i'm just like you know i'm maybe lactose intolerant but i'm not a quitter either Mm -hmm. so yeah 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 um so that's what uh, i've been doing uh for a lot of the training runs this time around and then uh friends showed up we were gonna uh i think they showed up at around like six ish and then uh, we were just hanging out in the lobby area. Uh, there was no need to sort of leave the hotel yet to walk into the main runner's sort of village. Uh, super easy to get into the runner's village. Not a lot of uh, security. They did like a really lazy like, hey, here's a wand. Turn a wand over you. Because um, I was wearing like a disposable, not disposable, but like uh, a big hoodie I was going to dispose of. And... Uh, wore that into the runner's village to stay warm we uh, a friend and i that i was running with we were going to visit the porta potty one last time 
uh, and then we were lighting up on uh, Columbus Avenue, I think it is, right in the middle of Millennium Park. Do you know Columbus Avenue? Nah, no, nah, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not too familiar with the um, roads and such in, in in Chicago still. So, gotcha. Well, it seems like it's the, like the main road that uh, sort of cuts through Millennium Park, north okay. south wise. Okay. Um, and so we start there, and then we're running north up Columbus. Uh, first mile sort of gets us uh, to the turn at Grand Avenue. I'm just looking at the course right now on my, on my computer. That's the reason why I know all this. It was crazy because uh, you run through like a tunnel in the beginning um, to kick off the race. And the first tunnel, you'll see guys on both sides of the road peeing immediately. Really? Uh, which is just very standard, like men's runner behavior of like, well, I couldn't make it to the porta potty. Mm. Yeah, so, what yeah, I'm yeah. going to do in the first mile is really quickly pee uh, and then just like be off, uh, essentially. Gotcha. And, yeah. Gross. So, that's, that's gotcha. standard. Yeah. In New York, they just pee off the bridge. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, you, so, like, one of the things they say is you don't want to be on the lower level running. Yeah, inside. yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, good, good to know if I ever start running in New York City. Yeah, right. Um, and then, so my friend, she's been training. Her name's Jillian. Shout out to Jillian for PRing. Uh, she's been able to train very consistently, right? Uh, didn't really miss any of the runs, was able to really do something serious. Um, she ran New York for the first time last year, and she threw down, I think, like a 406. And so nice. my my best four hours and six minutes, my best was like a four eleven, four ten. So when we've been doing our training runs together, we are able to run together because our times are generally speaking, like we're in the same area, right? Yeah. Uh now I told her, and this was like one of the rules of like, listen, if one of us feels really good, like they can just proceed to like race ahead and no harm, no foul, the other person isn't gonna get upset. You know, like everyone's still running their own race. Yep. Uh, the idea was to try and use each other to uh, to pace as best we could. Um, but in the beginning, like because of how dense the the uh, the runners can be in like that first mile, there's a lot of like twists and turns, and so it's a little hard to like have the pack sort of open up. Um, she was able to bob and weave, and in the beginning, I was able to keep up with her a little bit. Uh, but at a certain point, like she was, she just bobbed and weaved just a little bit too, too much or too fast. And I wasn't able to keep up. And then I saw her starting to try and look for me, but I was like, you know what? It's not a big deal. Um, she's obviously keeping a, a pace that's like way too fast for me, uh, just based on, you know, what I was able to do training wise. Uh, I, I, and I think this is a, a good moment to, to sort of clarify what I mean by how much training I got in, uh, I was supposed to run around, I think, north of 400 miles for this training session. Right. But because I was sick, because I twisted my ankle really badly, because I was sick again, first with viral bronchitis, and then again with, uh, I think, the flu or something, um, I basically ran about 100 miles less. Now, the only reason why I was even capable of like showing up to the marathon was because I was able to run with Jillian and Rachel. Shout out to both. Uh, Rachel also PR'd. Um, and I just follow along their training route. And so they were able to keep me honest and say, listen, what are you guys doing this week? Can I just join you? And then they were able to get me back on track 
because without them, I don't think I would have been anywhere close to like ready to run this marathon. Uh, and so knowing that and knowing the fact that I didn't have any goals for this marathon outside of, hey, let's finish without injury. And that's really it. Um, and so when she started to rush ahead, I was like, great, you know, go for it. I'll see you at the end. Um, and then, you know, just sort of run my own race. Um, what was fascinating for me was I usually run when I'm by myself, I have headphones in, right. And I downloaded a lot of like, uh, Bill Simmons, uh, interviews, yep. uh, cause they're long. Uh, I just find people that I find interesting and then, uh, just, you know, I was going to listen to like four of those back to back. Uh, but I don't know why I decided not to, but I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to listen to any music or put my headphones in. I'm just going to run and enjoy the scenery. And so I was like the guy who was like sort of looking around and like whenever I went into it or crossed into a new neighborhood, I was like, oh, this is what this neighborhood looks like. So it was like looking up and around and enjoying all of the crowd support that was there. Uh, a lot of the early parts of the marathon reminded me of like you know new york city marathon where you were cheering me on in brooklyn you know just like a lot of folks showing up which is always great um this is another lesson that i learned of like you know whenever i'm running i should just put my name on my shirt because it's really nice to have strangers like shout your name out and cheer you on i think emotionally that does quite a bit uh because i didn't do it this time around you know i could hear people having their names cheered by me but no one was ever cheering for me which makes sense. You don't know my name. How could you cheer for me? Um, and so that's just like a lesson. Like, oh, you know, what? you you. It's a it's a good thing to be sort of cheered on by strangers, and people are willing to cheer you on when they read your name. Um, so just remember to do that. Uh, and so that's certainly learning. Uh, you know, I, I was planning on meeting up with uh, Carolyn and her family and her parents uh, four times. So the first time I met them was at mile thirteen. Uh, and you know, I showed up to them. They're like, "Hey, how you feeling? How you doing?" I go, "I feel pretty good." Uh, I go a little tired. Uh, nothing crazy, but you know, definitely, definitely <laughs> feel a little tired. Just a little bit tired. Yeah. yeah. So, so I mean, the crazy thing, and I don't know. I think I've told you this before. Of like, the half marathon portion of the marathon, if you trained properly, shouldn't feel like a thing. Yeah. Uh, it should feel. You should feel very comfortable going into the half. Like, all right, so far so good. Most people say that their race starts at the 20 mile mark. Um, you should be in good enough shape to like get to 20 and be like, yep, body is ready and uh, was expecting all of that work. And none of that felt either like it was overexerting or a surprise of any kind. Uh, but at 13, I was like, I'm feeling a little tired, you know, not, not, not feeling like uh, it's, it's too breezy. I remember in New York, I felt like at 13, I was like, this is fine. Let's just keep going. Um, the same thing with Berlin. Uh, and so they, we did a, we did a sort of a hand bottle swap. And then, um, I was, I met, uh, the, her, her and her parents again at, um, at the, I want to say 17 and a half mile mark. And this is when it also started to get a little bit warmer. So, you know, running in tank top and shorts, uh, and, by that point, I had given her the gloves I was wearing when I kicked off the run. And then at this point, we did another bottle swap. I'm like, oh, man, I'm starting to get a little bit more tired. It's like also starting to get a lot warmer out here. There's not as much sort of like uh, shade covering. So it's like a little bit more like direct sun, which can be a, a little rough, I'll say. And then met uh, 
Carolyn and her parents one a third time at the 20 mile mark and this is when I told her for the first time I was like I think I'm about to hit a wall uh, um, I, go, I can feel it I can feel it coming uh, not too bad uh, not, 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 not a big deal but just like just a note that like you know hey I, I'm starting to feel something uh, it, it's enough where I, I felt like it was important to call out you know what I mean yeah yeah and so shortly after I want to say uh, the 20 mile mark I like had to walk for a little bit and this is also another important moment to note that like I didn't eat anything on the race. So you know how like a lot of people have those goos, uh, yep. like the synthetic sort of energy gels. Yep. The point is to give to eat those because it gives your body, right, the energy it needs in the moment to replenish what you've been using up, and uh, for whatever reason, in Berlin I didn't eat a gel. For this one, I didn't eat a gel. Whatever happened was like, I, and I had found a new gel that I liked, but I guess on all a lot of the training runs, I didn't train eating like too many gels. So like even on the 20 mile runs, I only ate like maybe one and a half or two. And so my body was never used to ingesting a ton of like additional things. Mm, and okay. so when it came to race day, it just felt like, oh, I feel really nauseous at the thought of like eating these gels and that's really not like the sort of the feeling you want to have yeah no uh and so i just didn't eat anything in the race until like 21 where i was like you know what let me get something in my body and so what i ended up doing was just like picking up a half uh banana that one of the nike stops was handing out and so i ate half a banana really quickly i was like all right you know what if nothing else uh electrolytes and potassium is good you know the other learning i have from moving forward is like just having salt tablets on me i think my body likes the idea of having salt uh and it keeps my mind a little bit more fresh and i'm not like sort of like zoning out or like losing focus uh and also salt just keeps you know the legs firing properly and all that stuff and so those are some like learnings from a uh, hey for tokyo in march uh and possibly because i signed up for L the london lottery I'm hoping I'll be able to run London in 2023 about a two, maybe like a month and three weeks after uh, Tokyo to be like, what can, what do I have to do to get my body in like fighting shape and like, you know, fueling strategies and all that stuff on the race so that we don't run into these issues again in the future. Uh, yeah. But I had to stop and walk for a little bit, which was fine. Like no part of me was like, oh, I'm super disappointed in myself for walking. I sort of knew going in that there was a really strong possibility that I was going to have to walk. Uh, and because, you know, I told myself and I believed it enough to where, like I was said, I'm not going to have a time uh, goal in mind that I was able to walk. I might have walked, frankly, I might have walked a little bit too much. Uh, I think I walked three quarters of a mile. And so that really, like, you know, elongated the race for me, I'll say. Hmm. Um, but then at around, like, I want to say at the end of 21, leading into 22, I was like, all right, I think it's time to uh, to run again. And so I just slowly started to pick up the, the legs and uh, slowly started trudging, 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 got it to, to 25, which is where I was going to meet um, Carolyn and her parents again. And this has like been really tough. I've seen people between 22 and 25, I've seen people's like, you know, legs seize up, you know, where they do the whole like grabbing the back of their leg. 
Uh, I've seen people do that. I've seen, you know, a couple of people not collapse, but like lay down on the course and need ENT support. Um, Yeah. Okay. Thankfully, it wasn't as serious because like some of the more recent like big marathons, there's been like fatalities. Um, People have passed away, uh, which is not never something that you're. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You know, never a good, never a good thing. Um, And so when I got to 25, I was like, all right. We are finally sort of uh, getting there. And then instead of stopping at this point, I told Carolyn, I waved her because she saw me and I'll go, hey, I'm not going to stop. And she's like, good, you shouldn't. Uh, Because I think for the other few, I was like stopping and basically having a conversation. And it's maybe a little bit too casual, um, but it's it's fine. And so when I got to the, you know, it's something incredible to be in a marathon and then see signs of like final mile or one mile to go. And at this point, you're telling, you're basically writing contracts with yourself to be like, all right, dude, you've been training for a marathon. You're in the marathon. There's no more like multiple miles left, multiple 5Ks left. It's like, this is the final mile. What else do you have in you that you can pull on? And what can we do to like sort of like pick it up even just a little bit more, you know? Because every, Every second you're done, you run faster. The second you don't have to run, um, and so as uh, as I'm getting back to it, there's uh, the final turn. So you're basically already on Michigan Avenue uh, for I want to say starting from mile uh, 24 to tw- once you hit mile 24 to 25, you're on Michigan Ave 25, and then basically when you do this final turn onto what's known as Roosevelt Road. People call that Mount Roosevelt because it's one of the highest elevation gains in the race. And for a relatively flat course, they save it for the very end. And so you'll see a lot of people like stop running because they're like, oh, I wasn't expecting this or I wasn't used to this, especially because you're already at the end of the marathon uh, for there to be like a massive, massive uh, hill. But I was like, you know what? All things considered, I don't feel that bad. And the... uh, it's a hill, so I'm using different parts of my legs. So I felt, I said to myself, well, you can, you can keep going. Just just keep keep running, you know, keep keep the light jog going. It's only about 200 meters or about a quarter of a, a mile. But then once you make that final, this is the last turn, you turn back on the Columbus and you see that finish line in the distance. You're just like, all right, whatever I have, yeah. I need to have it. Whatever I have left, I need it right now. Yep. And so... You know, in my mind, I might have thought I was like, "Oh man, I'm doing a full-on sprint," but it's also like, you know, passers-by are probably like, "Is that dude just like fast walking at this point?" Um, but you know, got to the end. Um, oh, but when I saw Carolyn and her parents at, at mile 25, I took a I took a brief moment to look at my watch, and I said, oh, "Okay, I'm at four. I'm at four forty something, right?" And I said to myself, "Well." If there's only one mile left, let's try to run this faster than five miles, five hours. Like it'd be really like I never. I, I promise you, I didn't have a time in mind. But at that point, I'm like, well, there's only one mile left. Let Let's try not to walk any of this. Let's try to get an official time that's less than five hours. So when I crossed the finish line, I said four fifty eight. I was like, all right, that's it. Mm. Yep. It's good enough. Um, and so, uh super excited about the uh the fact that i finished super happy for my friends rachel and jillian who both ran the fastest marathon times they uh, of their second 
I'm also super proud of the fact that they were uh, able to run their second marathon uh, so that they're like sort of in it to try and run multiple. Uh, I'm also super grateful for Carolyn and her parents to, to sort of be there and cheer me on. I definitely know that I wouldn't have been able to do it without like Carolyn's help in terms of like doing all of the, uh, the water bottle handoffs that we usually do at these races um, and just seeing people that you know, especially when no one's been cheering for you is like such a big thing emotionally. Yeah. It's like, all right, good to know moving forward. Uh, when I crossed the finish line, my legs were like really sore and tired. But <laughs> like I said, my uh, my goal was to finish the marathon without injury. And that's yep. exactly what happened. And Mission so the fact that I was able to do that uh, and my mind was really sharp. Like, you remember when you saw me in New York, how like out of it I was afterward? Yeah. Um, do you remember like also coming to dinner and me not eating a damn thing? I don't remember you not eating, but I do remember the dinner. I just don't. Yeah. I, I guess I remember a little bit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, okay. I think I remember a bit. Uh, yeah, like I just, like I just remember. Just, like, I, don't know. I was just picking at my food uh, because I had eaten so much sugar uh, from all the goos, and that's this might be like my body's residual memory of like, hey, you once ate a shit ton of these packets, and then you're you felt nauseous for like six hours afterward. Yeah. Um, and so that might be just like needing to retrain my body's memory. Uh, but this time around, after I got back and debriefed with Carolyn's parents for a tiny bit, um, I, uh, was able to go to town and say, Hey, are you ordering lunch? Let's order some Shake Shack, uh, from the, uh, cause the Shake Shack was like attached to the, uh, to the hotel. And so you could just text them and be like, Hey, uh, can we get some Shake Shack sent up? Like, yeah, absolutely. And so... Um, was just able run, to eat some run fries. Back the Shake Shack. I know, right? Always, all roads lead to Shake Shack, apparently. <laughs> apparently. Um, and so, uh, you know, was able to eat some fries, which you know, from from times past, I wouldn't be able to do. And also, I felt very like mentally aware. Uh, so there wasn't, I wasn't like in a zombie state, which is nice. Uh, and basically, just relaxed for a little bit. And then uh, met up with Carolyn's parents for uh, a somewhat early dinner. I mean, we actually bumped dinner until, until later. But uh, yeah, we were before then, uh, Carolyn and I were able to walk to the Nike store to get a finisher jacket. Uh, we walked to the Navy Pier to check that out. And then we took the bus uh, to, I think, the West Loop um, uh, for, for dinner at this place called Formentos, which, which is pretty good. Um, and so all, all in all, dude super ecstatic and uh, oh the last thing we did on monday morning because we flew out monday was we did another victory brunch with uh jillian and rachel because jillian's like entire family showed up to cheer her on and so she wasn't available to do anything uh on sunday neither i guess neither was i uh and then so we just caught up at beatrix uh in the loop for uh, breakfast and then uh took a few photos on the rooftop of caa and then, um, and then we sort of flew out and then we got back and, you know, we're back to normal. Uh, super excited that I finished it. Super excited that I was able to finish it without injury. And then I am very excited now because now I, my body is in a position to take on training for Tokyo, like in earnest. And so I am very excited to speak to, I'll be speaking to some, uh, some people that you'll meet on uh, on, on this coming weekend 
but they're they're much more prolific runners than me. So I'm going to want to get their uh, their perspective on some things in terms of like, hey, what should I do for Tokyo now that my body's in a much stronger position to take on like, whether it's strength workouts, whether it's speed workouts, whether it's like, you know, this, that, and the other, uh, just trying to like get my body in a position to like really start to, because I really want to like PR again. And now that my body's in a better position to, to do all that stuff, it feels like more realistic to start to shoot for some of those goals, I'll say. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's the marathon, dude. I'm, I'm super happy to have collected my third star. Uh, and now, you know, three more stars. And then I am uh, I might be done with marathons after that. I might, I might not. We'll done? What do you mean done? So like the my goal, my main goal when it comes to running marathons is I run a I want to run the six majors. Uh, the six majors are New York, Chicago, Berlin, Tokyo, London, and Boston. I have run New York, Berlin, and Chicago in that order. I have Tokyo coming up, and then I, hopefully I'll have London next. At which point I will have run five out of the. Uh, the six, I, you know, qualifying for Boston will take either a complete shift in my sort of lifestyle uh, in order to achieve that, or I'll just have to fundraise. But fundraising is like prohibitively expensive. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll uh, we'll see if it's like even realistic to. Oh, what's it called? If it's realistic to have like fundraising as a way to like run this race. Um, but after that, there's like I don't have any like uh, outstanding races that I'm like oh I want to to do that one. There could there's like you know some here and there like oh maybe uh, I'll run the Paris one, uh, but nothing that's like all of those are like everything above a major or outside of a major is nice to have. I'll say I might just I sw- swap my 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 running to like hey let's run faster half marathons you know yeah. And so that's also just a completely different like training style, I'll say. But uh, but yeah, that's really um, that's really the marathon in a nutshell. All right. Well, yeah. Congratulations on finishing it, man. I'm glad you're able Thank to meet that so goal. Much. I know that was a big goal, um, especially given the the um, the difficult training that you had with this. Um, I know we've talked about it before, but. It just seems like every now and again when you're when you're training for uh, for runs, you just go through the ringer, dude. And yeah, there's always it something. It really right? feels like this time was just tough. Yeah, I was actually telling my boss about it because I was telling what I did this weekend and say that you know that we saw you and that you were going to be running the marathon and um, just every now and again, yeah, you just you just go through the ringer with it with when it comes to training and um, yeah, but. Glad you were able to get through, get get through it um, successfully. Yeah, and um, wish you the, wish you the best of luck on the uh, the next the next few, the next yeah, couple. Yeah, I'll let you know. Few. I'll let you know. Uh, yeah. Maybe if uh, if you're in London, yeah, the that was, that's the thing that's crazy. April. We might actually be there. Yeah. Hell, if you're if you're there, I'll see you there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That'll be fun to uh, that'll be fun to to see a, a friendly face in a different country. Yeah, for uh, sure. What the last time we were in the same country that wasn't the same was Brazil, it was right? Brazil, yeah, two thousand and fourteen, maybe. Yeah, fourteen. Wow. Yeah, fourteen, fourteen. Crazy. Yeah. So let's. Uh, if that's it 
for me. If there's nothing else for you to add, I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to get out of here for this episode. Yeah, no, let's say let's get out of here. All right. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks for listening. We'll see everyone next week. Thank you.